Welcome to Touched and Empowered, a show created to empower individuals to value their lives by hosting think tank discussions that will inspire positive action. Touched and Empowered with Katie and Ace starts now. Welcome to this episode of Touched and Empowered with Ace and myself, Katie. And we are going to be (laughs) enjoying ice cream, apparently. Was that ice cream or was that a donut? Because it just like got inhaled through your mouth. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop because I don't want Ace to choke. So <laughs> while she is um, savoring whatever it is that she just inhaled in front of all of us, which it must be really good if that's the case. <laughs> it's a mochi ball. It's a what? It's a mochi ice cream. Oh, mochi. I actually know what that is. Austin bought some that was mango flavored and it was really, really, really good. Yeah, my favorite strawberry. So I just like, <laughs> been waiting there as we were talking. talking <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was eating. That was like, it was there, it was gone. It was the magic disappearing act. <laughs> but that's okay. That's yes. okay. And you know what? It's funny because it actually leads in to no judgment and no self-deprecation. Yes. Because yes, I might tease you, but you know, for me, there's no harm in it. It's all love. It's all love. It's all love. And just because I like, I like seeing the joy on your face when you got caught. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> We're gonna need a freeze frame. <laughs> I think I might pull it out and make like a little meme out of it. <laughs> what happens when you get caught? No. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. We'll see. Let's get going, Kitty. One of the things that we were talking about previously mm. was about when things suddenly don't go our way. And we start blaming ourselves when Mm. it could be because of something completely 100% out of our control. Mm. Like, for example, we are late because there was an accident on the freeway. Mm. We have absolutely no control over that. But we sometimes beat ourselves up over it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just using that one as an example because it's the first one that popped in my head. But that falls under that whole category of self-deprecation. Mm. And that just eats away at your self-confidence, your self-esteem on a whole, on your happiness level, your positivity level. And if you're not careful, it sits and then it rots and then it stinks up the place. And so. just slowly destroys you and your self-worth and yeah. Where you lose your identity because all you're doing is focusing on this yuck. Fair, very, very so, fair. We are talking about tips and tricks. So then that way you don't go there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the first tip is accept yourself for who you are. Amen. There is no one else better qualified to be you than you. That's why there's only one of you. Yes. And enjoy when you get caught. <laughs> Own it. Own <laughs> being yourself. 
100%. and taking care of yourself and doing those little things that make you happy and provide you with joy. 100%. So otherwise it's nothing but work and work's not always fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like a lot of people are actually going down this train. So I've had a few clients that, you know, have done this. Yes, I have had clients who have done this, which usually means I did it. Yes. Like I did it for I did it first. And if I didn't find the solution, they weren't going to become my client, <laughs> essentially. Right. Right. Um, the self-deprecating thoughts, that's actually becoming part of like a disease across the United States, in my opinion. That in combination with just the overwhelming despair that is being shared on news outlets. Yeah, it's like, all right, there's a combination of this, right? So your internal paradigm, and this is what I used to do when I was like really, really young, I always had these, these beliefs towards the negative because it felt safe for whatever reason. It was like... Um, Believing that I didn't deserve X, Y, and Z. Believing I didn't deserve to be happy. Believing there's no such thing as love. Things like that, right? Right. And then I would allow myself to go into that chatter and just like stay there and be in that headspace. And that is actually very dangerous uh, in many different ways because your beliefs are one thing. The second is like you were saying, Katie, when it comes to the negative news, that reaffirms your belief system and then brings you down into another spiral and it just keeps going to the point where it's just like, why is life worth this living? And there's a lot of escapism in that thought. Yes, there is. And it's one of those that it, we don't know any different. Yeah. Because that's how we were raised. And we were raised that way by parents who didn't know any different because that's how they were raised. And it can go back and it goes back and it goes back and it goes back all the way back to the caveman. Yep. And it's, I forget who it was. I think it was Sigmund Freud who said that it is normal to have negative thoughts. It is natural. Yes. Natural it is very normal and natural. I was close. I was well, close. I'm, normal, natural. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I have such a weird connotation when it comes to normal and, you know, I'm working on not judging that thought through brain no spotting. <laughs> what there is, is no normal? normal. What is normal? Really? Seriously. What What's is normal? normal? What's, what's reality? Uh, oh, I know what normal is. Normal is a cookie cutter. Oh my. Where everything um, is exactly the same, but we are not exactly the same. Right. We are all different and we need to express that individuality and that uniqueness and that spark that we all have yes 100 percent. So, you know so it's one of those things that own it and if you have a negative thought acknowledge it and then just show yourself that it's not true and the opposite's true Exactly. So what's really interesting is, um, I love that you say that. I'm giving away some of my best tricks right here. So <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. So I had like 50 thoughts just coming to me, but one of the thoughts that really resonated was so 
I'm Nitrin Buddhist, right? So I practice um, chanting Namyo Harenge Kyo, very similar to the late, great Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learn based off of the teachings that are distributed by SGI. And I said that very carefully. Uh, SGI International Sokodakai, right? And the mentor, my mentor as well, uh, Daisaku Ikeda shares something um, this Buddhist concept called the peach, cherry, and damson. And it means essentially allow yourself to like eliminate and manifest your own true nature, like who you truly are. You aren't a peach if you're not a peach. You're not a damson if you're not a damson. And if you're a cherry, be the cherry. You know, like that's kind of right. everything has a distinct nature. And you have a distinct nature. And the more you appreciate, acknowledge, and accept that nature about yourself, the more a lot of you just shines and that uniqueness is can be celebrated. There are people that kind of, they're like, eh, I don't want to be different. Or why are you different? Ah, you know, that, that, the, that the ones that want to fit in with the cliques. You know, in my opinion, that and parochialism is like a sure way to continue to create a way of despair, right? Okay. Now, be, you're going to have to forgive my brain. What the heck was that word? Parochialism? Oh, no, no, no worries. Parochialism. <laughs> can, can we Google a definition that way? We don't just go off of my <laughs> Okay. I will gladly Google that if you could tell me how to spell it. <laughs> Parochial, I believe P E R. Google, please help me. A C H C. Don't self deprecate. Enjoy being human. <laughs> what is parochial? Parochy. I nope, think that's, it's... that's not it because that just came up as the um, headship between Percy Jackson and something else. See, no self deprecation here. So, We're going to enjoy nope, this. That, that is completely misspelled. So. <laughs> Parochialism. Let me see if I spell that right. Right or privilege exclusively to particular individuals or class. Yes, and a limited or narrow outlook, especially focused on a local area or narrow mindedness, right? So yes, that we type... do how to Google. <laughs> yes, we do. We do on two different devices. We got this. Okay. Uh, what did Einstein say? He said, if you could look it up, don't, don't bother memorizing it. Um, <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I like it. Yes, yes. I believe that was Einstein because I went by that one. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't have to know something verbatim, but or, or the spelling of apparently. But <laughs> so that as we get there parochialism that narrow-mindedness right that actually can cause the deepest amount of despair because you're uh, you're indignifying and completely stripping somebody of their true personality and who they are of course they're not going to feel self-worth if you kind of put them in a box right and unfortunately it's a natural process that we all have to go through because we have to go through those they used to be like quests or challenges or um, rituals that you had to go through. So then that way you became, um, went from boy to man. You went from girl to woman, those coming uh. of age things. And we struggle with our own self-identity 
during our teenage years, during our preteen years, even during our college years, you know, just trying to figure out who we are and how we fit in society. And because of the negative natural bias that we have, we're afraid that if we don't fit in somewhere that we're going to die. Because as Catman, if you were voted off the island, you died. I mean, why do you think the TV show Survivor was so popular? Because it fed on that natural instinct of having to belong. I want to go even deeper on that because that 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 just thank you it just sparked this like memory so i was going through a breakup uh not the recent one but <laughs> it just it could be recent it could be in the past it doesn't matter it's still an experience that we can use as a reference in our lives thank you very much thank you thank you so i was going through like a breakup and this was the first time um where i didn't just jump ship and jump to another ship i get that right like i actually jumped ship found a peaceful island to reflect on what the heck happened or the series of events that kept happening that I needed to like stop perpetuating in my life. So I actually looked up, how do you heal from a breakup? Yeah, Google, thank you. (laughs) So what infinite wisdom did Google have? I brought up this amazing article. I am so sorry for not remembering, but I, I will remember one day of what article it was, but it was very well detailed, explaining and expressing, it was like one of the major publications, um, Mm -hmm. uh, expressing like why it is almost earth shattering when you go through a breakup. And a good portion of that is there's this interesting, um, there's this very interesting uh, association with that habitual thought that you just mentioned, the idea that you've lost your identity mm-hmm. and therefore because you were kicked out of the island, right. you may die. And it's earth shattering. It's like a psychological event that when you break up with somebody, if you're if you don't have your own community, if you don't have your own happiness, if you don't have like the, if you don't have the foundation of your own life set and good to go, right? like your friends or anything when the breakup happens the person who doesn't have that foundation falls to because they're scared about this weird death feeling and being kicked out and just like people go on this decline where they almost go homeless or most of the time some people actually do become homeless from these breakups because they feel like they've been kicked out but it's not just in the relationship of you and a significant other. It mm-hmm. could be the relationship of a family member passing away. Yeah. It could be the relationship of losing your job. It, it's anything that you have attached a meaning to in your life, external of yourself. That you believe is a part of yourself. That you but believe it's not. is a part of you, but it's 100% external. Exactly. And that's something that, at least for me, I know I've learned on several occasions that I cannot count on the external to make me happy. Because I would have those emotional roller coasters. Oh, he loves me. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, no, not fun. Yeah. So being able to have that self centered 
being self-aware, being self, having self-love knows that when someone over here is on a roller coaster ride, I can stand off to the side and wave. <laughs> I don't have to be on that roller coaster with them anymore. <laughs> okay, I love you that you said that too. Notice how high pitched my voice is going. Because I'm you're sure. you're right there with me, just standing oh, off to the side waving. <laughs> I just yeah. I just turned thirty. The person I did, but the person I was in a relationship with at the time, uh, was twenty nine thirty. And then prior to that, everyone is usually in their 20s, except for a few males in their early 30s. Okay. A little bit older, not much. A, a little bit older, but you know that that bracket. Um, also, to give you guys, like men and male guys, some capacity and compassion, usually you are freaking making it when you're 45. So keep going. Just thought right there. Secondly, Agreed. yeah, that's, that's usually when people get into their prime as a male. Now nah, it's a female. We have to give birth earlier. So of course we have to mature faster. It's just what we have to do. But, but so the fact of the matter is when I'm able to do what you just said of like, oh, I don't need to go on that roller coaster. I'm going to go over here. That's good. You know, like, Ooh, I have an, or do you need, do you need a, <laughs> need a pull? I can pull you onto a different Island because we can't share this one right now. Right so that we can both heal. Um, I've been able to do that. Like, I know I can do that. I've created my own uh, network of friends. Mm -hmm. I've created my own colleague. Like I've created my foundations for myself and my own life. Now that happened after the first, second, third, or fourth breakup because I started recognizing at that one breakup, I think I told you the one where I was like reflecting and not making sure I dumped ship. Right. So that I can build my own ship. Mm -hmm. Right. Therefore I'm never in that weird wailing of like, Oh, what's my identity? Who am I without this person? It happens, ladies and gentlemen, it's not, it's a natural occurrence. It really is. And I really want to say, like, don't self-deprecate if that does happen, because it happens. The most wonderful part is there are lessons for <laughs> you're gonna I know that you're not gonna like me for saying that, but there are that, lessons. That's okay, because there are lessons. And the best one is is that they were the best available at the time. Because that's what you were ready for. You were not ready to have that life-shattering life soulmate come into your world because you have not finished developing as a human being yet. Agreed. And to be very fair, thank you to all of the guys I've ever dated. Seriously, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being a no, jerk. My yeah, too. seriously. I mean, granted, I haven't had a lot of dates because I've been married for so long. But every person who has come into my life has enriched my life in some way, even if I choose not to spend a second with them anymore. Agreed. And also got it this is a great episode thank you <laughs> well, i mean but seriously we're talking about the whole self-deprecation thing it's true so i used to blame myself mm. whenever something went wrong in, a, in any relationship whether it be a relationship with my sisters my best friend my mom my husband my son you know we get into an argument i'm like oh my god what did i do wrong I didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. We had a difference of opinion. 
oh my god that's allowed oh yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah I actually love it when people have different perspectives and perspectives and opinions because like it helps it really does help me understand exactly how I can like it, it brings inspiration we can co-create new things right and sometimes and you, see things, you see things in a new light that sometimes you didn't realize that that was possible exactly and going back to the lessons aspect of it mm -hmm. I do have to say if I didn't get into those relationships I would not be this wise <laughs> Because they really sped up the process for me. Like, just every single one of every single experience I had in those relationships, for no matter how long they were, if I didn't get into that relationship, it would have taken me twenty years to learn that lesson. Oh, I hope it doesn't take anyone that long. I really hope it doesn't take anyone that long to learn the lessons that Ace and I are talking about the, of the stuff that we've gone through and are trying to share with everyone who is listening. Well, that's why they're here, so that they yes. don't have to go that long. <laughs> Take these nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> yes, yes. Every you once you break up with someone, say thank you. You don't know why yet, but reflect don't on know why it. Yet, but say thank you. Say thank you and reflect. Come walk back. away. Take time for yourself. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you hydrate. Make sure that you drink. Make sure that you, you drink. Well, okay. <laughs> hydrate. All right. Drink could be water. Drink could be alcohol if you're overage. Yes, yours is water. Thank you very much. I, I honestly think one drink is only is good during a breakup. Yes. One drink a night. Oh, <laughs> a night. <laughs> one drink. Okay. See, no self-deprecation. Yeah, no, self no judgment here because there have been times where it's been a single drink and then there's sometimes it's been in an entire bottle. But the fact is, is that you still get up in the morning. You still take that shower. You still get yourself dressed. You still brush your teeth. You still take care of yourself. Yeah. And like my apologies for the, another thing, take ownership of yourself. That's yes. a big one. It's take full responsibility of the decisions, ownership of everything, even if they were mistakes, because that is so empowering. You could say like, yep, I did that. Whoops. That was embarrassing. Okay. Moving on. And then that you're self-dignified and you can keep going and then you're like I won't make that mistake anymore I promise and then you just keep going and anyone who was affected by whatever that choice was that you made will respect you because you acknowledge your mistake yes they might still be mad but they will respect you for owning up to the mistake 100% and they could be mad also because they respect you yes that is true yeah. <laughs> that is very true they can they can they can be mad because you had the balls to own your mistake and they don't have the balls to do it yeah and unfortunately that's self-deprecation on their part but you don't have control over anyone else's emotion just or like you don't have control over putting thoughts into their head yeah or their actions or their actions everyone has their own power of choice Let's talk about the control of thoughts in their head. We're going to put a pin in that one. Okay. Okay. Do I need to put a note for later? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll come back to it. I promise. Okay. Um, but when it comes down to, uh, you don't have control over somebody's actions. Yes. You don't have control over their thoughts or beliefs. I want to also add to the fact that like, let's say they're mad at you for being a respectable person. It's also because... <laughs> Sometimes, and I really want to be very clear about this because we're, we're bordering the line of understanding abuse and what's not abuse, right? Right. 
when somebody is mad at you for doing the right respectable thing, one, it could be they don't have the balls to do it, or two, they're mad because you don't fit the box that they want to put you in. True. That one, that one is really important to see. And you sometimes can't see it until you step away. Exactly. Until there is distance, whether it be physical distance or emotional distance or time distance. I want to encourage everyone that just heard what I said. The moment you see somebody mad about you doing something respectable, I want you to step away and mention to the person, I need some time just to think things over so that you can reflect on it. That way you know exactly if it is what I was saying. Because if they are mad that they can't put you in a box, they will continuously disrespect your life. And that is not okay. And it gives you a chance to remind yourself that you are capable, creative, and resourceful enough to make it through anything. Exactly. And that is incredibly okay. Yes. And my favorite thing, everyone is worthy. Yes. We are all worthy of what we desire and love and appreciate. And if someone turns, I actually had someone tell me that they were not worthy. And I asked them if they were an infant once. Think about it. A baby. Aren't they worthy of love? Everyone looks at a baby and they want to pick them up, hug them, kiss them, squish them, because whatever. They're so cute. And then you give them back to the parents before they grow up and you have to take responsibility. You know, but we are all born worthy. Yes. And no matter what relationship we're talking about, whether it be a personal relationship with a significant other or a relationship at work, whoever you're in communication with needs to respect you as being a worthy human being. And if that means that you have to leave the situation for them to figure that out for you and themselves, because the thing is, if they're doing it to you, that means they don't feel the same way about themselves. But you can't walk away until you realize that you are worthy of yourself. Because otherwise all you're doing is opening up a vacuum for someone else to come in and take that space. Yeah. Yeah, that one's that one's fun. Yeah, that one's don't fun. do that. Don't do that one. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah, look at the smiles. These are mistakes we've made. Don't do that one. <laughs> yeah. there, there's a reason why they say nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> so I've been like, all right. So I've been making space, right? I, I did go through a breakup. It didn't kill me. If anything, I honestly, it was like the most. You saw how beautiful I looked afterwards. You were glowing. And I think I went on for like 10 minutes about how much you were glowing. And anyone can catch that on the previous episode because Please check it out. you were like, oh, angel shining. I was so, all right. So ladies and gentlemen, to give you an idea and a little bit of a recap on that. So when I was with somebody, I, I'm going to take full responsibility of this part. I, for whatever reason, just didn't or couldn't, um, get the right health professionals to work with me or like I just didn't trust the right people talk therapy don't get me wrong it works to a degree for people to a degree. again again 
again, I was suffering through really complex PTSD, like really, really complex. Katie was there to help me through the first layer of it, which is interesting. Thank you so much, Katie. You're welcome, Carmen. Yeah, then we opened up the full can of worms when we pulled off that layer. And I had to really deep dive into my healing. And I knew that if I stayed in the relationship I was in, I wasn't going to be able to do that for myself. Okay. Irregardless of what he did, who he was and how he responded, I, uh, you know, he gave me space. I appreciated that. I needed to heal. Right. Right. And because I needed to heal and really go hard on my healing, I created like this, um, this program for myself to heal. So I did like a session for Reiki. I'm going to include Katie in on this. She's part of that six week program. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. I did my own spiritual practices. Um, and then I also did a, uh, I went really hard and did brain spotting, which if you look it up, it's not the easiest thing to do, but I love, but it really worked. It was like 28 talk therapy sessions in 45 minutes. It was amazing. And then I came on this show and Katie was like, I was like so happy. I was gleaming. I was like, let's Like I was so happy because I was finally energized and I could eat. I felt healed and I felt like, don't get me wrong, that wasn't just it, right? You you're kind of healed till you die, in my opinion. Um, but as I was healing and healing and healing and getting stronger, that's when I started noticing, wow, I need this is a program. So I created a coaching program utilizing what I did, and I sold two. This is something that is available to you as well. Um I, we will leave a link somewhere to contact us if you want to see or hear more about the coaching services that we that we have. Um, but that was real reason why, thankfully, from that relationship to now, I can show you actual proof of these coaching services that worked. And I, the clients, they've been raving too as well. So I'm really happy to hear that. It's always fun to get feedback to get feedback and be the living proof of what you've done like yes. <laughs> which goes back to we're going to circle it back around yes what you. other tips do you have on getting out of or avoiding self-deprecation there's so many uh, my first tip Ask for help. The moment you feel like you can't get out of your head, really ask, like, hey, man. And not the asking of, like, hey, I just want to hang out. Hey, could we just hang out? Because that could mean something totally different to somebody else. Right. It was a kid that actually did ask somebody for help once, or, at, uh, and this happened to me too. Somebody asked me, to, um, you know, could we hang out? And I'm thinking, you want to date me seriously? Like that was the first thing that came to my head. Right. Then he actually committed suicide. We do, we should put a trigger warning there for that. We should. Yes. What's so important to understand is if you're gonna ask for help, you can completely share, hey, I need to get out of my head. Wanna hang out? Yes. If you, yeah, if you say that, that tool right there, People will shine to you versus think the wrong thing. And if you need that help, that's the help you can get. You can say that. Now, on a side note, 
I do understand why people will just use the term, do you want to hang out? I get that too. Instead of going into why you want to talk to them. And unfortunately, it's because of the stigmas. It's because of society. And it's because of their own fear of not wanting to be a burden. Yes. And I understand that. You are not a burden. No, you're not a burden. Not at all. You are actually 100% worthy to get the help that you need. And you are also 100% worthy to have friends and be able to share what you need to share, get things off your chest. I also really want to make sure people understand this. And I, you know, I can't control you, but I do want to encourage that you are not alone. If somebody rejects you on that first, like, hey, can we hang out? Wait five times. Keep asking people. Don't stop. Like literally yeah. make those relationships. If they, If you get three rejections, there's still four and five. You keep going. You just keep going. And I know that like, look, somebody told me once, like, you've probably never gotten rejected in your life. (laughs) Not it. Right. I laughed. I was like, no, I have. (sighs) Let me count the ways. No, I'm not going to count the ways because that leads down the whole mm, but bringing it back, like sometimes being rejected, people think of it as a mistake. Like I'm not worthy to be accepted. That's not what that means. No, no. Another thing is what it can mean is you just got protected. When somebody like that could have gone a totally different way and something you didn't perceive, that's protection. One. Two, your self-worth isn't based off of the exception of others, ever. Right. It's not external. Yeah, regardless of who says you're um, not who you are, who, who's, who says anything that could make you feel less than what you truly are, and that is you are a human being, and you deserve to be respected, loved, and to be happy. And remember this, you know, you reap what you sow. If you take a deep breath and remember that you are not alone in this world, other people are going through whatever you're going through, even if they don't talk about it. And just if you ask somebody to hang out or to talk or something and they say no, doesn't mean no forever. It just means no, not now, because you don't know what's going on in their world. Exactly. I mean, there have been many times where I've tried to call my sisters and vent about mom, and they just weren't in the right head space to be able to listen to me vent, or they were in the middle of their own medical crisis. You know, I can't judge that as to my sisters not want to talk to me. I need to just be like, okay, not now. But that's why we now pre-upped conversations is you have five minutes so I can vent. Oh, that's cool. That's really <laughs> awesome. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, so look, it's very natural that when somebody says no to you, you're like, like, especially if you're, if you feel pain and there's so many hidden ways that you can feel pain, a good portion of everything that people are going through right now, it's all emotional. We went through a pandemic. 
it makes a lot of sense why there's a lot of repressed and stored pain in people right now. Because there's still the underlying current of fear. Current of fear. And also just thank you for saying that. It's, it's not just the current of fear. We weren't taught, it's, we're saying this in America, just, I don't know about anywhere else. <laughs> we weren't really taught to kind of like see our emotions, feel our emotions, face it head on, right? And then be able to transmute that energy or release that energy so that we can feel okay as we walk around. True. Yeah. The, the, and there have been a lot of studies on social emotional intelligence and a lot of courses on social emotional intelligence. And those are fantastic tools to help you put words to what it is that you're feeling because there's over well over a thousand different words to express a emotion but the average person uses 12 and you know 12 words is not enough to express everything that goes through my emotional roller coaster on some days oh and that made me cry you know so can you believe this all right remember when i was shy <laughs> yeah Vag vaguely yeah yeah no i'm still shy <laughs> when i see somebody i have a crush on i run the other way like there is shy <laughs> let's let's put that as a note but um when i was shy and moved to la <laughs> thank you leela pond she was an e-executive she was my vp she was one of those like very direct to your face types of individuals, um, very intuitive as well. So she also married somebody that was Asian and was very uh, understanding, uh, culturally speaking, it's, it's a quiet, it's a quiet culture type of yes. background, like not all of Asia, goodness, certain Filipinos, it's a different story, but, um, but like, uh, to a, to an extent she understood. So when I came to work there straight from New York, I was really quiet. I was really shy. It was a new world. And she pulled me into her office and she was like, hey, you're really quiet. People don't really know how to uh, understand that. And I was like, okay. She's like, just be friendly. Yeah. Just be friendly. Um, this was when I was really nerdy, by the way. So I had glasses on, like just very like, just, just, it looks, it literally, the moment you looked at me, it looked like I was reading books. Just like that. <laughs> that was like in the best way. Don't get me wrong. I, being nerdy is awesome now, but it yes. looks like, <laughs> looked like I was a very introverted, like book nerd. Um, and afterwards I did start opening up. So understanding being shy and hearing this feedback, I was really grateful for that feedback. She was, she was honestly the reason why I talk this much in LA and I got out of my show. That is wonderful that you had what I'm going to call a pushy angel. Yes, yeah, she was. Someone who just gave you enough of a nudge 
to get you moving forward in a way that helped you express who you are. Yeah. And she even said with like the full, fullest compassion, this was what, eight years ago, uh, eight, so eight, seven years ago, she was like, it takes time for you to find your voice. Don't worry. Cause I was 20, I was 23. <laughs> I was 23 years old. And she was like, it takes, it takes time. And boy, did I find my voice. Join us next week as Katie and Ace talk more about learning from your mistakes and not letting them define you. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the discussion today will inspire you to take positive action in your life. Until next week, be empowered.